This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. episode 312 of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. And this is the only podcast that says... Lord, I'll never pick another pocket again as long as I live. I swear it. But there's a problem. You've got to let me live. How can I prove my good faith to you? If you've heard me, this ledge will remain steady as a rock, and that thing coming at me won't be what I think it is. If it is, there's no hard feelings, of course. But I'd be very disappointed. <laughs> nice. Nice. A little something from Lady Hawk there yeah, for you. Little Matthew Broderick. Little Matthew Broderick. Yeah. That is an underappreciated movie, in my opinion. Oh, I agree. It's one of the best 80s movies ever made. Like, it's one of those movies where, <laughs> like, like, I think in nerd culture, like, deep nerd culture, like, like where we're at... Yeah, like people appreciate that movie for what it is because it's a brilliant movie. Uh-huh. But I think like it's one of those movies where like the general consensus of people like don't even know it exists. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like people of our age like don't even know that movie fucking exists. Right. You know, but like, like it was like one of those movies like when I found it, it was like this is a treasure. <clears throat> even yeah. with Matthew Broderick. Yeah. Who was like completely out of place in that movie, but worked. Yeah. You know. And Rudger Hauer. And yeah, I mean, Rudger Hauer and Michelle Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer. I think yeah. that might have been one of her first roles. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. You know, but I mean, that, that, that that's a great movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. You know, and it's like, you ask people and they're like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, not me. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. It's a good fantasy film. Yeah. Yeah, really, really good. Yeah, it had that odd. It was like very odd, where it had like a very realistic feel to it. Yeah, and like the only thing that was magical was the bond between Howard and Pfeiffer. Yeah, like that, and every like what took place with that. Like other than that, like there's like no other like magic. Like you would think like like, like everywhere, but no, it's just that like it was just this curse. Yeah, it was just this, this curse. one curse that worked. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's a very odd way, but I mean, and like the soundtrack is like very cool because it's kind of synthesizer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, oh. yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. yeah, it's one I would highly recommend looking. I mean, I'll say this much: I, I think you know, you have to give it a little bit of leeway because it's an '80s movie, All right? Just from like comparing it to like the movies you see today, but I think if you give it that little bit of leeway, understand it's an '80s movie. And give it a watch. I think you're going to be highly entertained. Right. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I mean, it, and it is like you know, old school '80s badass Rudger Hauer. I know. Which I can never get enough of. Yeah. You know. It was good. Yeah. So how are you, sir? No, oh, I've had better weeks. Yeah. Now I want to read some. 
Okay. Before, by, by all uh, means, please do. The floor is yours, sir. So, and we'll talk about it after. Yeah. Yeah. It's real short. Okay. No. It's a quote. Okay. Um, from Winnie the Pooh. Okay. Or I'm, I'm right there with a. you. A. Mil- Mil- yeah. How lucky I am to have something that makes saying goodbye so hard. <laughs> yeah. It's rough. Yeah. So we lost Remy this week. Your um, eldest dog. Yeah. The, uh, what is he, a coon hound? Coon hound lab. Yeah. Yeah. One of the gentlest souls I've ever met. Ever to walk this earth. Yeah. <laughs> True. Like, legitimately. Like, I, I mean, they're... they're I've I've met some in my lifetime. I've met some dogs who are amazing. I, you know, and the first the first I always go to are, you know, Rascal. Yeah. yeah. Saint, Saint Rascal. Yeah. And, and uh, Hooch, who yeah. was you know a very gentle soul. But Remy's right up there. Like as far as like a dog that had he was more than loyal. Like it was a, yeah. a step above that. Yeah, it was like, weird, I, wasn't it? Yeah, and I mean like even the me. I <laughs> know. Like he had, like me and him had a very special bond. Yeah. And like when Rogue, your 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 you know you know your your younger dog, like she's a nutcase. Yeah, she is. I mean, she's she's a good dog, but she's a nutcase, especially when you first show up and stuff. And like he would get between me and her and be like, okay, that's enough. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Like he was protecting me. Yeah, I know. You know, like he he was. He was a good dog. Yeah. Yeah. He was the best dude. Yeah. Um. So it was it was hard. Yeah, I'm and, sure. And unexpected. Yeah. I I mean, he had leukemia. He lived a year with leukemia. Yeah. Um, and we noticed a couple little things going on, but what we came home to was shocking. So it was uh, it was a rough day on Thursday. Yeah. So. But we had someone come in and yeah, you know, do the humane thing and yeah, you know, he was just in a lot of pain apparently. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so we did that, and um, it was good. I mean, yeah. not good, but it was peaceful. Yeah. So. Yeah. So anyway, it's just a tremendous loss to this house, especially to my kids. Yeah. Because they were so hooked on him. Yeah, he was what twelve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, so I mean, uh, I, but I mean, like for like for Elliot, that's all of her life. Yeah. And then for Anna and Bree, I mean, that's. The, the majority of their yeah, life. Yeah, this was their first yeah taste of loss. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Yeah, it was it was hard. It was uh very rough. Yeah. So Anyway. Like it was funny I was at the table tonight and I always looked to my right. Yeah, for, for that's him. where he lays down. Yeah. Cuz he cuz I give him scraps. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and automatically like, I you know, I'm eating my food and I Pull a piece of food off, and yeah, he's well, not there. And you look over, and yeah, not there. Yeah, so it's little stuff like that. Yeah, but I'll get through it. Yeah, but it's been a it's been a rough three years. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you know, yeah, crack a beer and move on. Indeed, indeed. All right, so what's on the docket? Oh, I wish I I got like. I did nothing this week. Like, I, well, I shouldn't say that. Me and Nancy went to go see Avengers again. Oh, uh, did you? Yeah. How'd you like it second time? It's, I mean, it's still an amazing movie. Yeah. Like, I mean, there, there was still, like, 
especially when you get to the and I don't want to spoil like we did this all the spoilers but when you get to the, the the final act the big battles at the end everything that kind of takes place there it still really hit home yeah like I, I still teared up did it at certain you know like we talked about last week and everything yeah, yeah. you know and it, it was rough because like the first time I saw it <laughs> it was in a crowded theater and even though it was a week later everybody was kind of like still really into it uh-huh. so like that cat moment yeah, yeah like everybody went nuts in the theater yeah you know when the whole when you know everything opened up you know for for the big battle yeah. like the place went nuts you know like that was exciting it's always fun to see a movie like that with a group of people who are like-minded yeah and who are invested like you are yeah you know the second time we saw it i mean there was probably 15 people in there it was like you know the middle of the afternoon showing on a Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. You know, so there wasn't that, you know, I had to kind of restrain myself, like, at moments because I wanted to be like, yes! Yeah. You know, and I, you know, you can't, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but still, I, I enjoy the hell out of it. It's still a great movie. Yeah. I do think, and I'm going to say something controversial, I, I do think Infinity War is better. Yeah. I don't know. It's the Empire Strikes Back of Marvel movies, in my opinion. Like, I mean, it's the first... That final, that final battle scene was... Uh, oh, I mean, it's amazing. But there's something... Crushes that, Infinity War. Yeah. I, I, it, it, you're right. It does. Like, from, yeah. from an epic scale standpoint, you're right. Yeah. But I think from the story that they told yeah. in, the, in, in Infinity War, and just, like, again, I mean, it's the Empire Strikes Back. It's the, it's the first time you could really say, like... One of these movies really got that right. Yeah. That feel that Empire gave you at the end of like, fuck, we, we, we kind of lost. I mean, you know, I mean, the yeah. end of Infinity War, you lost. Right. You know, but at the end of like Empire, it was kind of like a, you know, at best you call that a tie. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And it was kind of like a real downer, kind of like, fuck, you know, I mean, what, what are our heroes going to do? Yeah, yeah. And it was kind of the same thing with, with Infinity War. I just was like, you know, fuck. I mean, you know. So I mean I like I like you know Endgame I, I think it's an amazing I think it's a monumental achievement and it wraps up like that saga nicely that all twenty two of those movies all wrap up very nicely with that that movie but um at the same time it's like I think the other one's just a little bit better yeah yeah my opinion though you know yeah. I mean I'm, I'm sure there are millions of others are going to completely disagree with me but. I just, I prefer, like, because even at the, going into Infinity War, like, I honestly thought they were going to find a way to at least stop him from getting the, like, two of the stones or something. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, like, I didn't see the snap coming. So, like, I think that's what makes it better. I, mean, I think from a story standpoint, it was probably a little bit better. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I'd say that. From a story standpoint, it was incredible. Yeah. Um, I don't think Endgame was written as well as Infinity War. It but, had, but it had a different mission as well. Correct. It was a, it was a different movie. Yeah. Um, but the payoff on that last act is... Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. It's likes monumental. Likes of which I have never seen. No. 
and may may never see again. Yeah, I, I don't see how at some point, twenty two movies from now, you top that. Uh-uh. Like it's going to be very hard to do. Yeah, I just I don't think you can recreate that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um. I sort of feel that's the way you know in the back of your head that's the way like you know the X-Men should have been fighting um the robots uh oh yeah the sentinels the sentinels yeah it should that should have been yeah that's the feel you need for an all out battle with the sentinels right I agree do you know what I mean yeah um and we kind of got that in Days of Future Past, but not really. Yeah. I mean, not close. But yeah. I mean, like... Yeah. <laughs> sort of. You know, you got that it, feeling of... It, it, it was it was budget. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. There was no budget in this movie. Yeah. In any way. Um, but you wanted it. I yeah. I mean, you, could, you can almost taste it. Yeah. And it's almost there. I mean, you want to see Wolverine climbing up the back of a Sentinel. And, yeah. Ripping its head off. Yeah. Um, but in Endgame, you did. Yeah. Just with the Avengers. Yeah. You know? No, I agree. I, I agree. I guess so, you're right. I, I, but I, I have to agree from a story standpoint, I liked Infinity War more. Um, but as far as an action movie, with a decent storyline. Yeah. This was pretty damn good. Oh, yeah, I agree. I, I'm, I'm, you know, again, I, I'm, I'm not, you know, it's tough to belittle the movie. I mean, it's a, right. you know, you're, it's tough to be like, yeah, the fuck? <laughs> right. It was just okay. You know, but at the same time, I, I mean, it, I, I don't feel that way at all, obviously. I mean, it, it, it moved me. Yeah. You know, made me feel emotions that you're like, holy fuck, I, you know, it's just fucking Marvel characters. But at the same time, you're so invested, it just, it happens. Yeah. And, um. But there was something to Infinity War that just, I think, made it just a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah, that's just my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely was the Empire of the Avengers series. Yeah. It just happened to come in the third movie. Yeah. You know. Ultron wasn't bad, it just wasn't good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it, Ultron has such a weird feeling about it. Like, it, it, you're right, it wasn't like it was a bad movie. But it wasn't that good. Nah. There's some letdowns. Like, as far as, like, I mean, I, I I get it. Like, I mean, you talk about all the stuff that got jammed in there and the sacrifices had to be made. You know, Wheaton was trying to tell one story. Marvel wanted something else. You know, I mean, there, there was a lot of friction in that movie, and it kind of comes out in certain places. Yeah. But, I mean, it... It's good enough that I find it entertaining and I enjoy watching it. Like, I don't... It's like, I'm not, I don't sit there going, oh, fuck. It's Ultron? Yeah, I'm... I'm it's, yeah, uh, it wasn't an Iron Man 3. No. No, not even close. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was It was a decent film. Yeah. It just... You can see where it faulted. Yeah. But what's-his-name is Ultron was amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, James Spader. Spader as as Ultron was absolutely incredible. Yeah, I did. I thought he was phenomenal. Yeah, the ultimate creeper making a creepy fucking robot. Oh yeah, go figure. And, it, yeah. and he was good. Yeah, I mean he was the highlight of that movie to me. Yeah, not in the farm scene. I really like the farm scene. Yeah, but, wow. yeah. Um, but yeah, he was really the highlight of that movie for me. 
He was. He was just so fucking good. Yeah. Um. Like it was one of those things where you waited for him to talk. Yeah. Like you wanted to hear him speak. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even like the stupid lines, like I got no strings on me. You know, you're just like, oh, that's so good. It is. You know, oh, it's a stater. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know. It was, he was for that fucking great, dude. Yeah. So. And you know, the first Avengers was pretty damn good. Oh, it's amazing. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's that's still up there for me. Yeah. So. Anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah, I've been waiting to go see it, too. I just haven't had the time to get in there and watch it again. Yeah. I want to see it one more time before it leaves. Yeah. I think it's going to be around for a little bit. Yeah. Like, I, I, I mean, I, the first time I saw it, I saw it in, in you know, XD. Yeah. You know, the IMAX, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, the second time we saw it, we just went up to, you know, Phoenix and saw it on our regular screen. Uh-huh. But still... Um, Still pretty big, you know. I mean, they got they got nice size screens up there. I will give them that. Yeah, at least I went to go see something up there. Yeah. Jeez. Wow. Phone is wigging out. Cylon's going crazy. <laughs> it's, it's war. <laughs> so, the, the we'll, we'll get right into the big bit of business here, and that is Warner Brothers has announced who the new Batman is going to be. Yeah, I heard. And it is Robert Patterson. Or Pattinson, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he of, of Twilight fame. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll, I'm going to give the floor to you first. As an outsider, as a non-DC fanboy, when you hear this, does this make you chuckle a little bit like DC screwed up again or are you cool with this I've only seen him in the Hungry Games <laughs> he was in the Hungry not Games. Hunger Games um, Twilight okay um eh, I don't really care no I mean I'm sure he'll do fine he's an English actor I think didn't he I, that I don't know I think he is um Anyway, yeah, so... Like, alright, here's what I think. I, I can honestly say I don't know the cat. Okay. I've only ever seen him in one movie. Okay. And, and that was Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. <coughs> oh, it was uh, Diedrich. Yeah. No, okay. not, not Diedrich. Who was he? He was um the other, the other kid from Hogwarts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember the character's name. But, I mean, he didn't leave... But, and that tells you something, because he didn't leave much of an impression. Yeah, it wasn't. Uh, other than he died. <laughs> yeah. But, other than that, like, I, I, I didn't see the Twilight movies. Right. You know, and I haven't watched anything else he's ever done. And he's done a lot of stuff. He's done a ton of independent movies. Yeah. Now, the people that I've talked to have said, you should watch his independent stuff, and you'll see he's a very good actor. Oh, okay. Okay. So, like, the people who are agreeing with this are agreeing with it based upon other stuff he's done other than Twilight. Okay. You know, saying, I mean, I, I know he did a Cronenberg movie. 
No, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that should tell you something about, you know, yeah. his acting skills. Um, so, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, I, I is it who I wanted to play Batman? Well, well clearly not. I, you know, I was rooting for Army Hammer. Right. Um, but at, at the same time, I, I can't... I can't jump up and down because I don't know the dude as an actor. Okay. Like, if I thought he was a shitty actor, I'd, you know, but I don't. I have no clue, so I just, I have to trust in Matt Reeves. Okay. You know, the guy who's directing the next Batman movie. Right. And hope he's making the right choice. <laughs> right. You know, I am going to go, I am going to look up some of his movies and I give him a view at this point, just sheerly out of curiosity. Yeah. You know, um... Because I, I do want to see how he is as an actor. And, you know, I mean, if you look at him, you say, okay, yeah, I can see Batman. Yeah, that works. Sure. You know, I can, you know, I can see him pulling us off. Yeah. But, like, I don't know him as an actor. What uh, time period are we looking at? That I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm guessing this is gonna, they're going backwards a bit because this, this is going to be a younger version than the Affleck version. Sure. But, like, he, here's what I'm hoping. <laughs> okay. I is for as long as I live, I never ever need to see a Batman origin story again. Okay, that's fair. Like I just don't need to see it. If I need to see it, I'll go watch Batman Begins. Right. You know, Nolan did it right. Yeah. You know, I don't want to see the death of Thomas and Martha Wayne again. I don't need to see. You know, a young Bruce Wayne becoming Batman. I, I, I don't, you know, that's what I liked about the, and then they give me the fucking death of Thomas and Martha Wayne just because anyway. But I didn't need to see any of that shit with the Affleck Batman. He was, he, he was a grizzled old man Batman. I dug that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm right there with it. Yeah. You know, so it's one of those deals where it's like, just, let's just tell a good story at this point. Don't give me the origin story. Don't don't give me the death of Thomas and Martha Wayne. Just give me a, 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 a good Batman story at this point. Right. You know, um, I, I, I choose a good villain and make a good movie. Yeah. You know, I don't want to see the Joker at this point now. Yeah. You know, I, let's explore other aspects of Batman as a, as a character. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I don't know. Who do you want to see as a villain? Well, I would I would imagine you could probably do a pretty good job with a, a Riddler movie. Okay. Now, the guy I've wanted to see play the Riddler for years upon years is David Tennant. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Like, back when they were going to do... Uh, the Dark Knight Rises. One of the rumors was that the villain was going to be the Riddler. Yeah. And with that, somebody had suggested Tenet, and they had done a, a mock-up of him as the Riddler. Yeah. Like in that Joker style a yeah. bit, and it was phenomenal. Really? Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm all in. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And so I would love to see Tenet play the Riddler. That'd be good. Yeah. Real good. Now, somebody has thrown their hat in the ring to play the Riddler, though. Who's that? Mr. Bastion Stan. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Huh. He, he of 
Bucky fame. Yeah. Win, the Winter Soldier. He he was at a Q&A and somebody asked him, like, is there a, a, another character out there you'd, you'd love to play? And the first thing that he said is, that, you know, I know they're making a new Batman movie and I would love to play the Riddler. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I think he's a guy who, you know, I've seen him in a few other things other than, you know, as Winter Soldier. Yeah. And as an actor, I think it'd be very interesting in that role. Yeah, yeah. But I still would prefer Tenet. Oh, yeah. You know. Because Tenet, I mean, I've seen Tenet in enough stuff as well. And, I mean, you know, we know him as Doctor Who, but, I mean, you look at what he did as the Purple Man. Yeah. You know. And I could just see him, like, taking the Riddler and really making that his own character. Yeah. You know? I'm sure he would. Oh, yeah. Remember him in that Harry Potter movie? Yeah. It was, he was also in Goblet of Fire. Goblet of Fire. Yeah. yeah. There would be a hell of a reunion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, he played that off character then. Yeah. Like on his lips and everything. He like, was really oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> it, he didn't have many scenes, but the few scenes he did have, he was really good at it. Yeah, he took them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, good. that's interesting. Yeah. What villain would you like to see? Me? Yeah. Oh, I would love to see a proper freeze. Do the Heart of Ice story. Yeah. It's a good story. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how you get the plan. Ben Kingsley. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. Ben <laughs> Kingsley's always the answer to everybody's. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I, I, I like that storyline. And I know that storyline. Maybe that's why I want yeah. to see it done. But I do. I like it. I find it interesting. You know? Yeah. Um, it's a sad tale. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Sort of like Frankensteinish in a sense. In a sense, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I like that tale. I like that story. Yeah. Um, I don't want to see another Joker. No. Um, I just don't. Uh, right now, um, I, I, don't, I guess I maybe I should say I don't want to see a new Joker. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I like the last one. Yeah, I, 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 I like the Jared Leto Joker. Me too. I yeah. thought he was great, and I wanted to see more of him. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, I wanted to see more of him, and uh, so yeah, it's kind of ruined me. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. And then, I mean, you got this Joaquin would, Phoenix atrocity is coming out. Yeah. You know what, though? But a good Scarecrow movie would be good, too. Yeah. I agree. Like, I, I like that character, too. Yeah. But with not the Nolan Scarecrow, which is more realistic. Yeah. I want to see the Scarecrow with the injections and the... Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would, I would love to see a good Scarecrow. I mean, Batman has so many villains. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't get me wrong. The Riddler would be cool. I really liked. I think that was the Riddler in Gotham. Yeah, there was a Riddler and a, the the Penguin. Yeah, the Riddler was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, real. Yeah. Like that was like one of the best renditions I've ever seen of the Riddler. Yeah. I, to me, because right. I'm not a DC guy, but right. That incarnation of Riddler was like, I want to see more of this guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like I yeah. really liked it. Um, 
But yeah, I would like to see a freeze story. Um, but that's not a first movie. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that's a first. Not there. I hope they don't do it like what we were talking about about the, uh, you know, the whole Martha Wayne crap. Yeah. And yeah. I hope they don't do an origin story because we don't need another one. But um, I just don't see Freeze as being a first movie. Right. I see it more of being a, you know, a second movie. Yeah. So I don't know what the first one should be. Riddler would be cool. For sure. Yeah. You have to do them right, though. Yeah. No pink. Yeah. No fluorescence. Yeah, no. None none of what you saw in the Joel Schumacher, (laughs) Jim Carrey. No terrible stage sets. Yeah. Like you're watching the series. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? None of that crap. Yeah. Because I like what they did with Two-Face. In which movie? In Nolan's. Nolan's, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was incredible. Yeah, I agree, I agree. And I even like the realism of it. I mean, yeah. he, Nolan really brought the yeah. realism of it. Um, Harvey should have been dead. but Yeah. But at the same point, I liked the look. I mean, I yeah. thought it was like, wow, he's really created Two-Face. Yeah. And then they killed him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But they really created the character right. I right. mean, I mean, it, for a, for his style movie, it was yeah. it was dead on, especially yeah. with the coin and yeah, yeah, it was good. But I don't want to see Two Face again either. You know what I mean? Right. No, like, I, I get what you're saying. I, I understand that. Sort of like Nolan spoiled us a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I think a really good. Um, I just had him tip of my tongue and I lost it. Like, if you want to give him, like, an entry-level villain, like, uh... Oh, jeez, I'm drawing blanks now. Penguin could be. See, I... My, my problem with the Penguin is I never took him seriously. Yeah. Like, of all the villains he's had, like, his, like... And especially now, like, in the comic books, they've admitted, like, he's, like, he's not that good of a character. Yeah. And so they've turned him into, like, a guy who deals in information. He's an arms dealer. Like, he's not, like, this major criminal that, like, would, like, threaten Gotham, per se. <laughs> yeah. But he's he's a guy who deals in, like, information, and he deals in, like, you know, seedy dealings and stuff. He's not really like a, a, a villain villain who's trying to take over Gotham. He's just trying to carve out a niche for himself. Yeah. You yeah. know? And Batman utilizes him as like, a, you know, okay, this shit's going down in the city. Who's going to know what's going on? Oh, yeah, Penguin will. Let me bust his ass. Yeah. You know? Um, like, I'd like to see him do a Ra's al movie. But the problem is, like, Ra's al Ghul, normally, like, in those, when, like, in the stories, like, in the comic book, like, Ra's al Ghul's not all that interested in Gotham City. Ra's al Ghul has bigger plans. Yeah. You know, so, like, you but you want to, if you, so if you want to do something like that that's a little bit more world-spanning, yeah, yeah. then Ra's al Ghul's your guy. Yeah. 
But if you're just looking to do something in Gotham, a simple story, then uh, maybe like a Two-Face, not Two-Face, um, Clayface. Okay. Like I like Scarecrow. I think Scarecrow would be fun. I think that would be a great villain for him to go up against. And then if you had to do that, you could kind of do like some psychological stuff involving the death of Thomas and Martha Wayne. Yeah. Because, like, you know, that's always something that, that like, especially if you go back like the animated series, they did stuff where, like, with the fear that, that Bruce Wayne or Batman <laughs> had is always disappointing his parents. Mm. You know, this crusade that he's undertaken basically in their name as the Batman and he was his fear is always that you know his parents would be disappointed in the choices that he's made in his life right, right. you know that would be something that could be very interestingly well done mm-hmm. like you know he's under the fear toxin and then all of a sudden he's having hallucinations that his parents are still alive yeah, yeah. you know and the Batman is somebody else. You know, I mean, that would be interesting. Yeah. You know, I mean, there, there's stuff like that that you could kind of do with that, with especially with the Scarecrow character. Yeah. That makes for a two-hour movie that's that's very interesting. Um, I agree. I, I don't think that you can go into a... Uh, I don't think you can get into a... Uh, you know, I don't... I just don't want to get into the, into the origin story of... Yeah. Well, this is my new suit, and this is my new belt, and yeah. this is my new car, and you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't have a cowl anymore. And yeah. I, I don't care about any of that. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I want to see a movie. Right. I don't want to see the Batman Hulkbuster armor. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I don't. I just yeah. want to see Batman. Yeah. You know, so, picking criminals off. Yeah. Out of the night. Yeah. Yeah. The detective figuring things out. Yeah, and that's another aspect of it that would be interesting. Is like, in all honesty, in any of these movies, he's he's never the detective. The smarts. Yeah. Yeah. Like for whatever reason, like I don't know why they've chosen to like kind of ignore that. But it's like never like Batman figuring shit out. It's kind of like shit just kind of happens, and he just happens to be in the way. Yeah. You know. (laughs) Or Alfred figures it out. Yeah. I mean, like he—he's supposed to be like this, on top of being this top physical specimen of what a human being can be. He's also supposed to be like one of the greatest detectives ever who's ever lived. Yeah. You know, and in all of these movies, he's kind of like a, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll figure it out as I go. Like no, a, like a brute. I mean, the question is always like when people like say, okay, I'm gonna put Batman. In a fight against so and so, the first question anybody ever asks is, "Well, how much prep time does Batman have?" Yeah, because in his mind, he would just, he would re- talk, think about his foe and everything he would need to beat that guy. Yeah, you know, and you never see that in these movies, like that, that guy who's like that smart, calculated. Yeah, yeah, you know, he he never has the answer <laughs> ever. <laughs> right, you know, <laughs> like when they threw what's her name out of the window. Yeah. He's like, well, better go get her. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> yeah. I think Batman would have came in there. He probably would have known that Joker was already going to come in. And known how to defuse the situation. Yeah. Before she even got thrown out of the window. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, you know, fall 150 stories to the ground landing on his back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> plot, plot hole. 
<laughs> what flannel? Should have been death. Yeah. But anyway. Anyway. Yeah. So. I don't care what kind of hang glider, because that shit wasn't working on the way down. No. No. That was the Batman hanging from the cave by his feet all the way down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it wasn't something that was, you know. Yeah. Working well. No. <laughs> The only bigger plot hole is, you know, fixing his back. <laughs> We're not going to get into that. Even. Yeah. Oh. I know how much that drives you insane. Oh. Just so bad. The back fix, but just the... And I'll leave it at this. But, you know, he fucking climbs the thing... We see it like three more times. It's yeah. probably with the like, in reality, he probably did it like ten more times. Yeah, he probably did it like once a week. Correct. You know, he should he should have broke his back every single time that he yeah. went down on the rope. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that rope was not there for saving. Like, no. that, it wasn't saving you. I mean, that was a, a fucking uh, Spider-Man moment if I've ever seen one. Yeah. Every time he fell from that rope. Yeah. You can at one point I think you heard it crack again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he would have been crippled by the first rope fall. Yeah. Crippled. Yeah. Because his back was already weakened. Yeah. You know? Golly. Bad. Yeah. And he was already decrepit to begin with. Yeah. He's he already, already experiencing... Age and the yeah. and the shit that he's gone through in this in that time period, he's already fucked up. Yeah, something tells you he wasn't taking good care of himself those ten years he wasn't Batman. No, nah. well, that's what the movie portrayed. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it was like wasn't like, paying his electric bill. <laughs> 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 he got him laid. Yeah. <laughs> I've tried that move a couple times. It doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the lights went out. I forgot to pay my electric bill. You want to fuck? Yeah. (laughs) No. (laughs) Deadbeat. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I can light a fire. Yeah. Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, it was, yeah. There's so many problems with that movie. Yeah, I'm broke. You down the pound? <laughs> yeah, down the pound. Yeah. Can you imagine if that had, did have Joker in it? Oh. Yeah. It's been like, part, like I would love to. I would love to know because knowing Nolan, like you know, he had a plan, and I would love to know what that plan was. He says he didn't, but I, you know, there was a plan for that third movie, and uh, you know. The unfortunate passing of Heath Ledger yeah. caused that to be completely scrapped and redone. But I would love to know what that plan was. I know he had a plan. Oh, he had to. Yeah. There's not a doubt in my mind he had a plan. Because the Joker movie was so good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, the first one was good. Yeah. But the second one was incredible. Yeah. It's still... And so you're looking to, like... As hard as it would be, you're looking to top that. Yeah. And how do you top that? You bring them back for more. Because fans wanted more, I think. Well, I, I think, and the, thi- the whole thing was, like I always said, the third movie had to be about the redemption of Batman. Yeah. Which he kind of doesn't get the redemption until he sacrifices himself at the end. 
Yeah. Quote, unquote. Yeah. You know, but, like, the only character that could bring him back, that could, that could redeem him in the eyes of the public, would have been the Joker. Right. Like, the Joker escapes, the Joker's on the loose, the Joker's cre- creating pure anarchy, and there's only one person that can stop him. You know? Yeah. And that, that's the Dark Knight. Yeah. You know? But. No. We get Razagul's daughter. Which would have been great if it, I, I'm not. I, I mean. Like, I like that version of Bane. I like that they were, you know, doing Razagul's daughter. I thought that was a, a nice swerve. But it was all done so badly. Yeah. Like, it, that, 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 that's, that one hurts. Because I respect, I have nothing with the utmost respect for Christopher Nolan. Yeah. You know, I think it was like, after Heath Ledger died, I think he was almost kind of like, well, I just, I have to make a third one. They're forcing me to do it. Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> you know. Bane was good, though. Yeah. But he could have been a lot better. Yeah. There's a, there, there are so many things that could have been done better in that movie. That's what's frustrating about it. Mm. <laughs> he was good, Bane. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like I like the, the decisions they made with Bane, like to make him look feel more realistic than like the comic book Bane. Yeah, like that's what drives me nuts. Is like they they talk about their rules, and then like you know it had to be realistic. It had to if you couldn't do it in real life, you can't do it. And so like the decisions they made with Bane make sense, but then like the other decisions you make like with with Bruce Wayne and. Like his back and every, like everything with Bruce Wayne, you're just like, what? What the fuck? Fantasy world. Yeah, like losing all of his money, the the electric, like everything that happened in that movie, like from the Bruce Wayne character standpoint, I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah, what happened to this guy? Yeah, like this wouldn't have like even if you did take all of his money, For like Harvey that, Dent. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Even if you do take all of his money, like in that robbery scene, he's insured. Yeah, you know, like he's not losing anything, <laughs> right? Know? Right, right. Like there was so many loop, like, like just like weird plot holes in that movie that just hurt to like, yeah, witness, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and the depression over Rachel, and yeah, it was just like, yeah, come on, man. Yeah, I don't think he would have ever done that. No, no, it just would have pissed him off more. If yeah. any, it'd if, be more vengeance. If anything, if if that would have done anything. It would have created the Ben Affleck Batman. Yeah. Yes. Like that angry bat who did like was killing people and branding people. It was so good. Like flipping people in the walls and watching their heads explode. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like the brand was incredible. Oh yeah. Like when I saw that, I was like, oh, shit. Oh, he's pissed. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But yeah, that's what that would have done. It would have just pissed him off to a point that like he would have completely taken justice into his own hands. Like, the outlaw Batman would have worked because not only would he have been like, yeah, I have to take the plan for Harvey Dent's fall, but also, oh, yeah, by the way, the Joker killed my girlfriend. I'm angry. Yeah. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah. So the criminal scut of Gotham have got to look out because I'm coming for you. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to wallow in my man cave. Yeah, no. With my mother's pearls. Yeah, not at all. That shit would not have happened. Yeah, exactly. That's why it's such a problem with. Yeah. <clears throat> I did. I Yeah. I did like the Bane fight though. The back break was good. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, like that that fight was amazing. Yeah. Like, and everything Bane's like, you know, you you were merely adopted to darkness. I was born. Yeah, the- there was a lot of good psychological stuff yeah. coming from Bane. Yeah. Um but like I said, it just could have been that much better. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So they ruined Robin. To me. Yeah, well, I mean like I think the major problem is how do you really do Robin right at this point? <laughs> right. Like you can't have a twelve year old in short you know, in short shorts running around Yeah, span jams. Yeah, it's span jams and you know <laughs> flipping around and telling jokes. Like I mean, you can't do Dick Grace in real justice uh-huh. at this point. I mean, it, it it child labor laws just won't allow it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. Fox News would be all over Batman about that. But at the same time, like, you, you're right. I do want to see that character. I do want to see, like, not, not so much maybe Robin. I do want to see a Dick Grayson done right on the screen. Yeah. I'd love to see, a, like, a Nightwing version of, of Dick Grayson. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know how you do that, though. Like, how do you explain that, like, you know, did, did he just train till he was 18 and then Bruce let him on the streets? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's like it's, it's yeah. a weird walk you have to take with that. Where like, you're just not gonna buy into the fact that he's taking a 12 year old out onto the streets at night with him to fight justice. Yeah. You know. To get the hookers off the streets. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're going down the crime alley. We're cleaning it up. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Close your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't see this. All right. Just throw the battering and just close your eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> don't pick any money off the ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever you do, whatever you see, just leave. Use your hand sanitizer. Speaking of hand sanitizer. Okay. okay. Moving on. <laughs> There's not telling you to make those jokes all day. This is a great segue, though. Pittsburgh has been named one of the filthiest cities in America. Okay. And by that, we mean... We are not more filthy than Philadelphia. Well... Pittsburghers were among the cities that bathed the least. Wow. Steel City residents were all were among the cities where people are most likely to wash their hands after using the bathroom, so at least we have that going for us. Pittsburgh also ranked as one of the cities where people are the least germaphobic. Um so <laughs> here's an amazing study that's just gonna freak you the fuck out. Okay. Um America's hygiene habits. So this is America as a whole, not not Pittsburgh individually. The question, how often do you bathe or shower? Okay. More than once a day was 9.8%. Okay. Once a day, 63.6%. Every two to three days was 22.1%. Okay. And in every four or five days or less, 4.4%. Okay. So on average, most Americans bathe or shower at least once a day. 
60 some percent. Yeah, 63.6 percent. Yeah. How often do you generally wear of the same pair of underwear? This is Pittsburgh or? This is nationally. Nationally. These statistics are broken down nationally. Okay. Um, How often do you generally wear the same pair of underwear? Okay. Once a day was 86.6 percent. Okay. Okay. Which is. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. Two to three days, 9%. Wow. Four or more days, <laughs> it should be zero. <laughs> yeah. 4.4%. Okay. So 4.4% of Americans are, wa- are, are just walking around in underwear they've been wearing for a few days. Four days old. <laughs> Shouldn't be standing on its own. Uh, how often do you change your bed sheets? More than once a week was 3.2%. Every week was 33.5%. Okay. More than three weeks, 34.2%. Every month was 18.8%. Uh-huh. Every two to three months, 6.9%. Or more than three months, it was 3.4%. Okay. Okay. So this was a survey amongst 2,700 U.S. residents conducted by the Quality Logo Products. Okay. Okay. So. I wish I had more. It says here, like, so Quality Logo Products looked at residents' personal hygiene to make a determination of which cities rank as the worst and the best. Miami, New Orleans, Charlotte, Detroit, and New York were the top five cities where people have great personal hygiene. Among the worst, Pittsburgh, Seattle, Denver, Washington, D.C., and San Francisco. Surveyors so learned how often residents showered or bathed, brushed their teeth, changed their bed sheets, changed their shirt and un- shirts and underwear, cleaned their homes, and washed their hands after using the toilet. So I'd like to see all those statistics. I wonder yeah, I want to see Pittsburgh's statistics. You know what I mean? Like, I want to see... Uh, yeah. You gave me the national, but I want to see the na- Pittsburgh on my... Yeah. Where those statistics change for Pittsburgh. All right. Let me... Silence. Yeah, I'm trying to... F- I've, I've got the, the, the thing here. Okay. So... Get your finger out of the dead hooker's mouth. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so as far as Pittsburgh goes, like, is Pete, where do people shower or bathe least often? Pittsburgh was fourth from the bottom at 6.1%. That's the percentage who answered every four or five days or less. Okay, so here, here in, in the Pittsburgh area... There are people who shower every four or five days. Okay. It's not surprising to me. I've <laughs> ridden I've ridden Pat Transit enough. Nice. <laughs> to know that. Statistic is legit. Um Let's see here. Pittsburgh was fifth overall. Mm-hmm. 
um, with pe how often do you wash your hands? Um, 64% with percentage who never skip wash hand washing. So they were in the, they were they were number five out of five at 64%. Probably because our main economy is the healthcare system. Probably yeah. Pete, we asked, on a scale of 1 to 5, how concerned are you about coming into contact with germs in public places? Pittsburgh ranked third from the bottom at 26%. That was a percentage of people who were responding 1 or 2. So on a scale of 1 to 5, a lot of Pittsburghers say, yeah, 1, one to 2. They're like concerned about germs in public places. Have you looked at the mon lately? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah one was Maybe not you need to put your Ghostbusters two glasses on <laughs> and look at it again. Yeah. Uh, Ectoplasm River. Yeah, unfortunately, it doesn't break break it down. Like I love to see, like you said, like like just like from Pittsburgh respondents. But even like this website that, that's from Quality Logo Products <laughs> doesn't break it down that way, unfortunately. Deer don't even drink from that river. <laughs> yeah, when they do, they <laughs> never seen a deer down there. No. Uh. Uh-uh. A dead one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. one just sipping the cool waters of the Monongahela. No. But okay. I- There aren't that many places I can think of that are like convenient for a deer to. Well, natural springs, creek, yeah, creeks, stuff like that. Yeah, but I mean, like I'm talking, I'm just talking about like from the lawn. Like, if you think about it, like how like how, how how many places are there that like aren't built up because of like, you know, the flooding and stuff that used to take place years upon years ago, or the mills even. Yeah. You know. Like, yeah. I get River Road across... River Road. Yeah. Like, there. That'd be the only place I could really think of that, like... On the way to Carson, it's kind of wooded down in that area. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, you're right. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they do. And I'm sure they get, like, mad cow disease or something. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't think I've ever seen a, a, a deer, not, not, not that I've, you know, spent that much time in nature, but, you know, I don't think I've ever seen a deer drinking from the yawk either. No? No. Yawk's pretty clean, too. Yeah. I mean, clean. It's muddy. It's a muddy river. Yeah, but it's not It's not as polluted as... No, not nearly. <laughs> it's a hill. No. I mean, I still wouldn't eat a fish out of it. But no, I, mean, I wouldn't either. I know people who have. Yeah. <laughs> Live to tell the tale. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. I worked with a guy at Eden Park. He was eating catfish out of the yawk. I'm like, oh. I'm like, oh. They're bottom feeders, too. Yeah. But that can't be good. He's like, oh, that's good eating. I'm like, no. No. No, no it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> not from the yawk. <clears throat> but the yawk is cleaner than. Yeah. And especially the further upstream you go. Yeah. The further away, the, the further away from a key sport you get, the cleaner the water gets. <laughs> yeah, right. But I mean, that's only because like, when you get down towards McKeesport, one you get a lot more 
boat traffic. Yeah. And two, you still have a couple of mills that, like, you know, yeah. down that way. Sure. So you do get some pollutant yeah, from yeah. those mills. But after that, like, once you get up towards Elizabeth and, and beyond, that water becomes cleaner and cleaner as you go. Yeah. You know. I know the fish are making huge comebacks in the yawk. Yeah. Especially the smallmouth. Yeah. But, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there, there's always been a good fishing. Yeah, sure. You know. Again, I wouldn't have eaten anything out of that river, but, you know. Yeah, me neither. There's <laughs> 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 just a stigma with Pittsburgh River scene. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. Like, I mean, I, I, I always, like, say, like, you know, the Allegheny's more of a a um, a sportsman's river. Yeah. It has less, it has much less commercial traffic than the Monongahela does. Yeah. Like, the Monongahela, has, you, you, you've got barges and shit going up and down that river. You, you're watching coal fall into that river. Still. <laughs> Still, you know. Yeah. Where the, 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 the Allegheny doesn't have that kind of traffic. You can even see it, like, in pictures. Like, you look at... The Mon, it's like this, it's a green water, but it's still like, you know, and the the Mon is like this brown, nasty, <laughs> and when it merges with the Ohio, it's like, you just see like the, the Allegheny water's like, yuck, <laughs> yeah. over there. If you listen close enough, you can hear it screaming. <laughs> yeah, as it touches the point. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> help me, aquifer, help me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why can't we be near the underground river? <laughs> right. I'm sure it's so much cleaner. I doubt it. It's probably a fucking dirt pile, too. <laughs> all this pollutants soaking down in the ground for all yeah. the years. Yeah. Here's... It's probably where Godzilla is. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we've discussed that many times. He's probably down there just waiting to rise from the depths. <laughs> yeah. The next dealer Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Comes up waving a big yellow terrible towel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Like, what the fuck is Godzilla? Starts destroying the good ship lollipop. <laughs> Hungry. I started watching a show. Oh, yeah? What'd you watch? Start watching. Uh, the Shannara Chronicles. Okay. It ain't bad. No? Nah. No, nah, I was like really jonesing for something to watch and I wanted something fantasy like yeah so I, I got about I'm gonna say five episodes in yeah it's not bad where'd you find this at Do Netflix tell. Netflix mm-hmm. okay it's about elves okay oh, we all like elves and it's not that bad yeah um acting suffers a little bit at certain spots but mm-hmm. um John Reese davies is in it okay um, there's this badass druid in it. I don't know his name. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it's actually like it kept my they they invested a little money in some effects. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where I kind of got into it. Um. You know, there's elvish lore and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, nobody I know. You know, there's yeah. no actors that I know. Yeah, the John Reese Davies. Yeah, but I mean, he's not like major, major player. Yeah, as of yet. Yeah, he shows up every couple episodes. Says so something really cool. Well, he's the king of the elves. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. 
But, uh, yeah, the premise is good. The storyline's good. It has a good... Um, there's a good story there. Yeah. You know? Like, things are happening. Yeah. And the demons are awakening. Yeah. And, like, the effects they put in the demons are actually really good. Cool. Yeah, I mean, like, I oh, was... Check, check this out. I was pretty impressed. I yeah. was like, wow, that's actually really decent. Yeah. Is it Lord of the Rings? No. It's no. not Lord of the Rings. Um... But it gets into like, <laughs> it gets into like, you know, druids and yeah, dwarves and elves and man and yeah. I liked it. Cool. Yeah, and this is like, and the weird thing is, this kind of threw me for a loophole because mm-hmm. it's this takes place like, uh. And this takes place after the destruction of civilization itself. Yeah. Like. Kind of Thunder the Barbarian-ish then. Yes. Okay. Yes. Like this is after. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, the fall of mankind. and this is <laughs> Right, you see cho- old Chopper on the ground growing moss yeah. and shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so it's actually it's actually pretty good. Cool. I'm, I really got into it. Yeah. Yeah. It has a very, it's some parts feel very Tolkienish. Yeah, you know, there's definitely, you know, they've borrowed. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, right? Like, oh yeah. But how can you not fantasy realms yeah. with elves? Yeah, and, yeah. But uh, yeah, I liked it. Okay. So far, I mean, it's just I think, like I said, I think I'm on episode five. Yeah. Um, but it held my interest. I mean, I stayed up late. Yeah. And I was tired when I started watching. I was yeah. like, oh, I'll find something. To, Go to sleep too. Okay. You know, and yeah. I was like, "Woo, hey, yeah." You know, two and a half hours later. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I was like, "I gotta, I gotta go." Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's decent. Interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm different. I've seen it on there. I wasn't sure if it, you know. I was like, I don't know. You know, maybe I don't know. You know, but I'll check it out. Yeah, it was surprising. I was like, yeah. "Oh fuck, what am I getting into?" Yeah. That's exactly my. Yeah. My thought process on it. You know, like I've watched a couple of things, and like after like two or three episodes, like, like okay, I'm done with this. Yeah, you know. So now I know, and like I feel like once things start to open up a little bit, yeah, um, it gets more enjoyable too. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of this is character development. First right. couple episodes, right? Yeah, you get. I mean, yeah, yeah. So, but it's it's pretty good. Okay, I'll check that out. Yeah. Look, that guy's getting some magic rocks. Yeah. Well, that's what happened. And I'm like, yeah. mm, should I turn it off? Yeah. But don't. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just telling you, don't. Well, I don't know if you're aware of this or not. Mm. But, you know, Pittsburgh has been the home of a number of professional sports franchises over the years. Okay. I mean, we, you know, we all know the, the Steelers, the Pirates, and the Penguins. Um. There have been some a lot of like minor sports that, that Pittsburgh has had. Like we've had a couple of lacrosse teams, yeah. the Extreme and the Bulls. I remember we had a, a roller hockey team, the Pittsburgh Phantoms. You go way back, you know, the Pittsburgh Spirit, major indoor soccer, um, lots and lots of sports teams. Even uh, if you look back now, you know, we had the Pittsburgh Riverhounds, our, our the Maulers, the Maulers back in the USFL. <laughs> Every once in a while I look up Mahler stuff, I always think about buying a hat. 
That'd be cool, huh? Yeah. I'd love to wear a terrible sport or mauler hat. <laughs> but, um, Pittsburgh also has, like, I don't know if you're aware of this, they have an ultimate Frisbee League team, the Pittsburgh Thunderbirds. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But the newest sport that is, that's taking Pittsburgh by storm, the Pittsburgh Knights. Okay. They are an eSports team. Esports? Esports. Are you not familiar with this at all? No. No. Like, neither am I really. So, this is like a joke to me. <laughs> but th- these are people who get paid large sums of money to play, like, Fortnite in competitive leagues. Really? Yeah. Huh. And they do this in front of crowds. Like, 55,000 people. Type crowds. So um, where? That's I don't. Where know. would fifty thousand Pittsburghers get together? Well, apparently this is not in Pittsburgh. <laughs> I'm like, um, according to this article, we'd hear about it. Yeah, you would have heard about this. This is currently the fastest growing industry in America, and the Knights are quickly becoming a household name with more than four hundred fifty million esports enthusiasts worldwide. And it's not just fun and games, there's also money to be made. I'm, by the way, I'm getting this from the uh, KDKA website. Okay. Um, there are competitors who are making millions of dollars a year traveling the globe and competing in eSports, uh, says Steve uh, Tenzilli, the dean of Point Park University's Rollins School of Business. In fact, the Knights competed for more than $150 million in eSports prizes last year. While other professional sports teams like the Steelers, Penguins, and Pirates have specific sports that players specialize in, the Knights are diverse. The teammates play all kinds of video games, everything from Fortnite, Fortnite to Gwent to Paladins to Smite, but they play at a level that demands extreme skill and practice, the likes of which most at-home video gamers will never achieve. Mm-hmm. We practice generally six to eight hours a day, says Jenkins. He's on the Knights Paladins team. He and his teammates live together with their coach at a team-owned home in Georgia. We all have our personal computers set up in the living room where we practice. Their day begins with breakfast and a strategy session. After that, they practice against other teams online until it's time for a game. Then they don their uniforms and head to a studio in Atlanta where they take on other teams in person. The games are sent out live on Mixer.com, where thousands tune in from all over the world. There are seven game series and can last up to three and a half hours. So there's a lot of stamina involved and lots... It jumped. There's a lot of stamina involved and lots of mental warfare. (laughs) Live productions come with... All the bells and whistles you'll find in other live sporting events. You've got play-by-play. You've got replay cameramen. Really? Cameramen? (laughs) Working different banners and different graphics that are all set up. And if that's not enough, sometimes the league will take its play to the fans and venues where thousands can watch in person. Um... So, these are all guys who are from Pittsburgh... But they don't play in Pittsburgh. They play in Atlanta. Right. Um, 
Well, you got to go where the market is. Right. In fact, this weekend, the Penguins are partnering with the Knights, the Cleveland Cavaliers, and Point Park. This was from a couple weeks ago. And Point Park University to host a competitive gaming tournament. The Steel City Showdown will take over Point Park's new Pittsburgh Playhouse, featuring three different games and three different halls. Anyone is welcome to come and show off their skills playing against the pros while eSports lovers cheer them on. Uh, want to s- we want to see as a city, is eSports viable? Is this something that has legs? Point Park believes it does. The university already has a class in eSports in its business school because it recognizes there are so many jobs to be had in the field. In addition to the players, eSports teams have a host of other positions, including accounting, marketing, human resources, public relations, and event management. Wow. So That's huge. Yeah. Now, I mean, I knew this was a big deal because I've seen shit like this on ESPN. Okay. Like, you know, and not on the Ocho. <laughs> you know, this is like on ESPN, too. Okay. Um, it's still usually late at night, though. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's not like hitting prime time yet. Yeah. But like, it, it begs the question, I guess, like... I know. I, like, is this really legit? Like, is this like really like? These are like fantasy, like. What is? What kind of games are these? These are like those battle royale type games, I guess. I, I that's what Fortnite. Like is. Fortnite and stuff. Yeah, the like only that. one I've ever heard of is Fortnite. Okay. You know, I know I'm not a gamer. I get it. Yeah. You know, but like, so the only one I've ever heard of is Fortnite. And I know that's battle royale type. You know. Yeah. Sure. Run around shooting people type of shit. Yeah. Um. But like I don't know the, any of the other games, and like, like I just I, my 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 thing is like, I, I, is it is this really sport? Like who want I, who wants to watch somebody else play a video game? Other players. I didn't when I played video games. Yeah, no, I get it. Like, I I really didn't. Like, I mean, it, that's like the fun of video games is playing a video game. Right. Right. Like I, I don't. I'm, I'm, unlike. It's very Ready Player One-ish. It is. You're right. I, I, this is how I, I, I guess how I view it. Okay. Okay. I feel like I can play a video game. I can play Fortnite. Maybe not as good as you, but I can still play. And I could, you know, if I work hard at it, I can become good at good at a video game. Never in my wildest dreams did I ever think. I could be as good as Tom Brady. Okay. Like, I never thought... I, I never thought... I, I, I held out a dream I could probably play professional football at one point. Like, in high school. Like, I thought maybe I'm good enough where if I train hard enough... Well, you know... I was probably wrong looking back. But, you know, you, you, you kind of build yourself up a little bit that way. Yeah. But ne- like I never did I ever think like like I don't watch the NFL and go yeah I could do that yeah like I don't watch baseball and say I could have drilled that yeah, like, yeah you know come on how do you not make that catch I mean st- shit like that like you you watch these athletes perform I mean and don't even get me started on hockey I, I know I couldn't do that shit yeah you know what I mean like professional basketball even like you know you e- even. At like the ABA level, 
you know, the, the G League. Like, I, I'm, I'm not going to say, like, I right. could have competed with a, the WNBA. I could not compete even at, in, when, I, when I was in shape and, you know, at my top physical form could I have ever competed with somebody from the WNBA. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I just don't have those skills. Yeah. Like, it, they, they didn't exist. You know, so, like, I... Like, my respect for professional athletes is very high because the, even though you say, well, it's just a game and you could play that yourself, I feel like they play it at such a high level right? that it's worth watching them perform because I couldn't do that. I feel like with eSports, I'm not quite buying it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't see where, like, yeah, you could be good that good, but... Not at that level. Okay. You know what I mean? I I don't know. I get it, but I think there's a lot of people out there that get into it. And there's well, I'm sure there are because it's, it's taken off. Like fanboys and fangirls. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, like Twitch. Can you imagine this in Japan? Oh, I'm it's sure probably it's huge. huge. Yeah, like Twitch is like something that, that baffles my mind because it's it's nothing more than watching other people play video games. Right. That makes no sense to me whatsoever. Like, why, why would I want to watch you play a video game? Right. When I could just turn on my PlayStation and, and you know, play it myself. Mm-hmm. If I so chose to do. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's like, I, I see like a, a something like this and it's like, I feel good for these guys because it's like, okay, you, you found a way to make a living doing the thing you love. Right. But at the same time, I'm like, kind of like, like, whoa there, ass ahoy. <laughs> and, and, Extra chips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at the same time, though, I'm like, that's eh, not really sports. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I just... I understand. Yeah. I just... Like, even, like, NASCAR. But I, I understand where you're coming from, right. but I also get where these people are getting linked on. Yeah. Like, even, like, NASCAR, I can honestly say, yeah, I could drive in a circle. I don't think I could do it at 200 miles an hour. Right. You know, I'd, I'd put a car in the wall. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, I, I mean so, like, even though I don't like NASCAR, I respect those a- the athletes for what they can do and what they can see that I can't see. As far as like how they drive. Well, here's a good example, and I know it's outside of the box, like it's outside of what these people are doing. But let's take Guitar Hero. Yeah. Okay. And just Guitar Hero. Right. I'm older game. Right. I'm just saying. When you. Like, I'm, I'm okay at Guitar Hero. And my kids are okay at Guitar They're better than me. But yeah. I'm just okay. Right. <clears throat> if I practice long enough, I could probably get better at Guitar Hero. Right. Right? But if you watch some of the videos on people playing Guitar Hero... Yeah. ...that are like... Um, prodigy children at yeah. Guitar Hero, it's really fucking amazing. Because it's like... They're going at the hardest levels, getting perfect, and you're like, yeah. "How does one move the hand that fast?" Yeah, you know what I mean, right? And being able to do that, and so, yeah, I think it's. I mean, I don't do it 
now or all the time, but I find it cool to watch. It's like, wow, he's really fucking killing that. Yeah. Just like going through your phone, and I'm like, okay, I'm done with that. Yeah. You know. So I could see where people would be like, wow, you know, this guy's really good. It does have a really Ready Player One feel to it. Like, right. what's Percival doing today? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, holy fuck, he leveled up. You know, yeah. or, you know. Right. He killed such and such. Right. That no one's been able to kill. He did it today. Holy right. crap. You know. And But I think a lot of these people that are watching are also players. Right. You know. So. Well, I, I feel like. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, like, even in the fucking video games when we were kids, how much of a crowd did we draw when I played. Well, not me. I, you, did you play Street Fighter? No. Okay. Or when the new games came out. Right. Right. And you had your quarter up. I mean, I can remember being there being three or four people deep on me. Yeah. Playing Street Fighter. Right. Because I was good at Street Fighter. Right. Um, I was. I was also good at Killer Instinct. Right. Um, and Mortal, but not, not as good as Killer Instinct. But, um, but I can remember people, like, even as a novice, just, you know, as a novice putting your quarter in and playing somebody else. Right. There was that competition factor. Yeah. And I can remember people being three and four deep all around us yeah. at the machine. So I think it's that same mentality into this. Right. It's three or four people deep behind you, you know? Right. When you have a three-game win streak. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's that same mentality. I, I guess I view it this way. I don't think chess is a sport. Okay. I think Gary Kasparov, who's probably one of the greatest players who's ever lived, makes money at it, but I don't think it's a sport, and I wouldn't want to watch it. Okay. You know, I, you know, and that's how I think of this is the same way. Yeah, but there's a lot of people that would want to watch that chess match. That you're right, and they have. Right. Like, but that's how I view it. Like, I view it the same way I view something like that. Like, you know, chess is the, like, the probably the best example of that. Right. You know, I can't play as good. I I could learn to play as good as Gary Kasparov, probably. Maybe not because I think there's some talent there as well. Like he he's just he can see things that the average person can't. Right. You know, as as far as looking at that board, but well, if you took sport out of the equation, then it's just three or four people deep, dude. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, I was never that guy either. Like, I would look, uh, what's this, a new game? Uh, okay, that's an interesting thing. Yeah. And I'd move on. But like, you weren't, but there was a shit ton of people that are. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you know there, I mean? there were people I mean, gathered around. And you're being a little self-centered on this just because you're like, this yeah. is me. Right. And I can't understand this, but there's a whole ton of people that do understand it. I guess, yeah. Especially young people. Yeah. That are into Fortnite in these games. I'm serious. Right. Because Jim's a huge Fortnite guy. Right. Um... His kid plays, Ellie plays, Bree plays a little bit, but they're not in, you know. But I'm just saying, coming from that, <laughs> coming from that center machine of Street Fighter facing Sagat, right? Yeah. With the power punch buttons. Yeah. Not the buttons, but the power punch buttons. Yeah. And looking behind me, and seeing 35, 40 people behind me, you know, right. 
me defeating Sagat. Yeah, that's a cool feeling. Okay, you know what I mean? Yeah, like I, I get right. it. No, yeah. I mean it's a, it's. Do would I say it's a sport? No, I don't think it's a sport. Right. Um, do I people? Do I believe these people have to train that much in order to get to the level that they're at? Yes, absolutely. I do. Right. I mean, you have to get into a regimen. I was more of a kid going after school. Yeah. Or the weekends. Right. You know, right. shoveling quarters. Right. But in today's world, you know, it's a computer world. Where kids are always on their phones. Or always on the, you know. Yeah. The Nintendo. Right. Um, Switch. Right. Or, or whatever they're playing their right. game on. But that's the kind of world we live in. Anyway. Kids aren't biking anymore. Do you know what I mean? Right. They're on the Switch. But I, I, the difference is to me, like, and they're online, right? But I, the the difference is, like, are you spending your time watching somebody else play that video game, or are you playing the video game yourself? Right. Because if you're spending that time watching somebody else play the video game, I feel like you're wasting your time. Okay, I get that. But like, it's, it's 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 one thing, like, okay, I'm I'm gonna check out, like, you, you watch a video here or there. That's one thing. Like, if you're gonna spend like you know two hours of your day watching. Some guy you like on Twitch because he's really good at a video game. That seems silly to me. Yeah. No, I I hear you there. Like, I'm not saying you, I mean, yeah, you should be outside riding a bike or, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> doing something else. <laughs> but, I mean, if you're going to spend that time. Steal like, something, fucker. Yeah, kind of, fuck, steal some pornography. <laughs> you know, <laughs> hide it in the woods for others to find. Right. <laughs> you know. Find a vine and. Swing. Swing. Yeah. yeah. Risk your life. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no one like you know the other side though is like I mean, it just it, that that aspect of it seems bizarre to me. It seems bizarre to me that there there are millions of dollars that are available to these e athletes. Yeah, for what they do, uh-huh. and that there's a growing market for that. Right, like that's just what seems odd to me. Okay. No, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. And it is an odd thing, but it's this is becoming our world. Yeah. I, yeah. I guess. I mean, it just it seems... Like you said, like, I don't feel like the skill set that's required to, to do that is nearly as high as it is to hit a 95-mile-an-hour fastball. There's more money in it, though. If you could hit a 95 mile an hour fastball really far, no, there's not. <laughs> there's there's a lot of money in video. Ask, ask Bryce Harper. I, I hear. But what I'm saying is, look at the money that's invested in these games. Okay, yeah, but how? What do you have? I guess I. What do you have to do to get that money? Yeah. Like I mean, that's the thing. Like okay, to, here's a prime example. Like. <laughs> Today was the Na- like the the NASCAR All Star race. And I, I heard Jim saying you know, it's the million dollar race, uh-huh. and I I wanted to snicker because I'm thinking to myself, well, after you, so if you win that race, you win the million dollars, and you have to take that and you split them up amongst your team. Maybe you're taking home fifty thousand dollars. Okay, like really, <laughs> you know, I mean, how are you making money at this? Yeah, you know, 
after you pay everything else off, like you, you, you don't have that much money for yourself as a driver or as a team owner or whatever. Sponsors. Yeah, well, you're right. Yeah, it's sponsors. You're right. But like, but that goes to like the first place winner. Like, yeah, you know, if you if you're racing a NASCAR race, I mean, I don't know how many spots you have to finish before they stop just saying you get money. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, there's only so much money to go around. You know, there's 50 right. there's fifty cars on the track. I'm betting at least 20 of them aren't getting paid if they lose. <laughs> right. You know, the Tide um, car in the back. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody uses Tide. Yeah. <laughs> just know. kidding. At least not that color. Yeah. <laughs> the beef jerky one. And <laughs> yeah. It did not finish. You know? The Snyder's Chips yeah, the car. Yeah, the Snyder's Chips car. The yeah. Snyder's Chips funny car. Yeah. It got nothing, <laughs> yeah. you know. But but that's the thing. Like so, like with these esports games, like <laughs> so, you say there's a ten million dollar prize, right? And you've got twenty teams. How many of these teams are actually getting paid? Right, right. No, I get it. You know, so like I mean, you know, do I have to finish in the top three? Do I have to finish in the top five? You know. Yeah, I know. I don't know. How yeah, I, I don't know either. But I mean, like. So when you say there's money to be made, you're right, there is, but how many people are really making the money off of it? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Here comes the Swiffer, Swiffer jet car. He's <laughs> just cleaning house today. <laughs> oh. Look at him go. You know what, I mean, the only thing that really amazes me Here about... Here goes the Mass and Gill. <laughs> There's a female driver, first female driver. Yeah. That's sexist. That is. We're not going to edit it out. <laughs> Massive. Um, but. Uh, it was driven by Dick Trickle. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Here comes the blue pill car. <laughs> there is a Viagra car, I believe. Is there? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. What does amaze me about races is how many times they change the tires. That blows my mind. Yeah. How many times they... Oh, yeah. But that's about it. That's my... I probably haven't watched a race in... Oh, neither have I. I couldn't tell you last 25 time I watched years. a race. Yeah. just doesn't interest me. I think the last time I watched a race, Dale Earnhardt was still alive. Yeah, I, I don't even know. Yeah. But people love it. I think people love the wrecks. I think that's why they go to the track. No, I think there are people who actually enjoy the sport itself. Because the sport is more than just driving in a circle. Yeah. I mean, there is something, too, like, you know, how good are you at the pit stop? Yeah. Like, that pit stop can make or break you. Yeah. You know, how, how you know, is the driver able to relay to the crew chief how the car is handling so they can make that slight adjustment to whatever it is they have to adjust? Yeah. To make the car do what the driver wants it to do, yeah, you know, based upon the temperature, the air temperature, the you know, the track temperature, you know, all these factors that come into it. Like, so like, maybe you'd only change two tires instead of four tires because the way the car is leaning, you need more traction on the inside, so you need to change the two inside tires. I mean, it, there's all sorts of wackiness that goes into it. You know, I played the video games, nice. <laughs> you know. So, like, you, you know, but there is, like, there's all sorts, like, so I think there's more to it than, like, just, like, yeah, the driving's cool, the wrecks are fun to watch. I think if you have good racing, that's always, you know, good competitive racing where it's back and forth. I think that's clearly 
interesting and exciting. Mm. But I think like like true gearheads who are really in the NASCAR, mm. like they're more interested in like how that pit stop goes. What is the strategy going into the pit stop? And they're the guys who like have like the headphones on that are listening to their favorite drivers and the crew chiefs and the spotters and all that crazy shit that goes on. They're listening in because they, they understand all that shit. Yeah. You know, and I think that, I mean, it would be the equivalent of sitting in the stands with a set of headphones on and listening to Mike Tomlin talk to the offensive and defensive coordinators and hearing the play calls going into the quarterback. <laughs> you know, there's a reason the NFL doesn't let you do that. <laughs> you know, yeah. but, but, th- but that would be cool to hear. Like, and yeah. I would understand that. Like, I would find that aspect of, of the game very interesting. Yeah. I remember... Third down, handoff draw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going tight right. 35 draw. <laughs> Fuck. It's my only play. Yeah. <laughs> we're this Best receivers in the game, but we're going with the draw. Yeah. It's, we're going to keep them on their toes. It's third and 12. We're running the screen. Yeah. But I, I also think... And, that, then they go, and then the announcer goes, that blow up in their face. And I'm yeah. like, for the 500th time. Yeah. Anyway. But I, I also... I, I, I got the privilege... Um, I got seats one time right behind the Pirates dugout. Okay. Like, I'm talking like we were... like. There was like a a bar, and there was the pirates dugout. There was no, you know, I was those were my seats. Uh-huh. Um, and what was interesting was watching the coaches, like when the when the team was on, especially when the team was on the field, watching the coaches giving these little signals, and then watching like the the, the shortstop take a step, just like a single step to his right. Like, and you think like if you're just watching. From the stands, it's just an incidental step to the right, but it's not. He's he's got an eye on the dugout, and they're looking at the scouting report and saying, "Okay, this guy hits here, take one step to your right," and they're signaling that into him. Uh-huh. You know, and like watching the outfielder shift because everybody's looking at the dugout to get what the play is. Essentially, yeah. it was very fascinating to watch, and I it, it it gave me a completely different appreciation for what baseball really is because. You're thinking at the major league level, they don't need this. Right. They don't need to be coached up like this, but they did. And they, like all these signals that they're getting from like these coaches were very fascinating to watch, and and then this, like see how the little little minute shifts were being done, like just that one step to the left or two steps to the right. I mean, it was like very fascinating to watch. Huh. It does sound interesting. Yeah, it, it was a very de- like. I didn't even know that existed. No, neither did I. <laughs> and I had been to a million baseball games, but I never sat that close to the dugout where right. I, I would pay attention to that. Right. And, you know, we were so close. And, I mean, they're, they're standing up on the top step, and they're giving these signals. And you see the coach, like, he's doing shit, all this crazy shit with his hands and stuff. And you're like, I didn't know this happened. Yeah. You know, I've been to a million baseball games, and I just never saw it. And, and having it happen, like, right in front of you was very fascinating to watch. Oh, that's cool. Like, I knew, like, they did stuff, like, to the catcher, like, for, like, the pitcher. Like, I knew that existed, but, like, the, the movement of the fielders was fascinating to watch. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I, I knew they would say the one what, what pitch they want, because like, you always see the catcher kind of looking over to the dugout. Then he puts, like, you know, one finger down and gives it a little inside thing as he wants a fastball inside or something. Mm. You know, stuff like that was, you know, I always knew existed. But, like, th- this other aspect of, like, with the, the, the way they moved the fielders around with, like, and like these signals and stuff that they did, I was like, "Wow, this is 
This is crazy. Whole other language. Yeah, whole other la- a whole other aspect of the game I didn't know existed. Huh. That's cool. And especially at the major league level. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I, I think uh, we've bored people enough with this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just dip our Tony old mailbag. Mailbag. And as I open the mailbag, there is nothing in it. Nice. <clears throat> A first in Pittsburgh nerd history. Nice. Not even superfan Thad. Who we hope is okay. I'm going to assume he's probably tied up in a dungeon somewhere. <laughs> um, you know, doing Lord knows what. But. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, nobody wrote in. No Thad, no Otter, no Mongoose, no Stork. Yeah. Nobody. No love. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It is what it is. It is. So, um, I'm going to take this time to give a, a couple more shout-outs. Cool. Um, my first shout is going to be to a, a new podcast I started listening to a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. called Encounter Party. Okay. Um, this is a show. Um, they We, we kind of found each other on Twitter. Um, one of the things I've always wanted to try... But I've always been afraid to because so many of them have kind of already started and mm-hmm. they're very deep in. It's like listening to like a a Dungeons and Dragons game being played and they record it. There's a lot of podcasts that do this. Um, it's very it's actually a very popular genre. But like so many of them are like twenty or thirty episodes or even more deep that you're kind of like I don't want to listen to thirty episodes to try to catch up. Okay. Well, when I started listening to this, they had only released seven episodes. Mm. So it's kind of easy to get caught up. And each episode's only about an hour. Yeah. A lot of these also go two or three hours at a time. They were like, it's like the whole session. Yeah. So this was perfect for me. So I got caught up, and they're up to episode 10 now. Um, but we found each other on Twitter. They've actually, um, uh, Ned, who's the producer of the show, uh-huh. uh, he's actually listened to us, and he, he said he enjoyed our hijinks. Nice. Uh, so... I want to give them a shout out, and I would highly recommend, like, if you're looking for a show like that, uh, to give Encounter Party a listen. Uh, they're they um, like I said, they're only up to ten episodes. They're only about an hour long each, maybe less. Right. And uh, it's it's kind of a, a, a quick, easy listen, and uh, they, they, it's all done with actors. There's a bunch. They got a bunch of actors uh, who who help who you know do the. So it's not like a bunch of schlubs. I mean, these people actually act. They do voices. It's. It's very well done. It's a very good production, so I highly recommend that. Hmm. Um, and the other one, I just, I just uh, this was somebody, I, I, I'll be honest, I hadn't listened to their podcast until just yesterday. Okay. Um, but they left <laughs> us a review. Uh, the gentleman's name is, is Arjun, um, and he does a podcast called Deep Into History. Oh, okay. Okay. So this is a, this is a history podcast. Uh-huh. Not not like History of Bad Ideas, where you think it's a history podcast, but it's really just a bunch of schlubs from Cincinnati talking shit. Yeah. No. No, this, this guy, he is very interesting. It's a, it's a solo podcast, but he is telling you the story of something historical. Okay. Like the one I ended up listening to, um, the, he talks about the Battle of Marathon and the Battle of Thermopylae. Okay. 
and he writes it and describes it in such a very interesting way. It's, very, it, it, it's even though it's one person talking, he's describing things in such intricate detail. Um, that's a very interesting listen. Huh. Like he he he's clearly done a great deal of research into his subject. Yeah. He um, but then what he does is the way he writes it up. It's like it's almost like somebody it, he's telling a story. Okay. You know, like it, the way he described like the. The runner who ran from Marathon to to Sparta, and the Sparta's like, yeah, we're a bit busy right now, and then ran back. You know, I mean, this, 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 that was very fascinating to listen to, like the way he described the thing. Like, it's really, really well done. And um, if so, if you're a, hi- a fan of history, um, I would highly recommend uh, his podcast. Oh, but I want to thank them both. They they both have reviewed our show, which we don't get many, so it's always exciting when we do. And um, you know. They both seem to actually like the show. So, okay, cool. Yeah. I'll have to check that. Check them out. Yeah. Yeah, Deep in the History is, uh, it, it, that's just what, it, you know, search under that. And, and Counterparty is the same way. Just search and Counterparty on your whatever podcast app you're using, and you'll probably find it very easily. Cool. Yeah. So I wanted to shout those guys out. Thank you very much for the reviews, and uh, thanks for enjoying our hijinks and shenanigans. Nice. Yeah. So... That's all I got. Cool. Yeah. Anything you'd like to add to the proceedings there, sir? No, man. I'm good. Right, well, remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. I guess that's an email like we normally get, but everybody fucking slacking off today. <laughs> uh, and that email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. Excuse me. That's burping here. That's pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. We're very, very easy to find. Uh, just search Pittsburgh Nerd. We'll pop right up there for you. And uh, lastly, we are on a number of uh, podcasting networks. You can find us on the Tangent Bound Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Danger Entertainment Network. Uh, just give them a Google search, and you'll be able to find all the other great podcasts that they have to offer. Cool. And lastly, as well, we want to thank you, the listener, for checking us out each and every week. We greatly appreciate that. Thank you. And so on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace.